welcome to the 61st. Wow, we've done a lot. We're, we're, we're getting there. That's, that's crazy. 61st episode of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. And I'm going to talk about something that's going to show you a peephole through the matrix if you are an entrepreneur or a salesperson or in the tech field. And in my estimation, if you're a person in general, which we all are, not everybody needs everything, but this is the one thing that I do think you need to hear. And that, to be honest with you, you want to hear anyways. So in business and marketing, I've had this continuous point of failure of trying to bring the wrong product to the wrong market over and over and over. And that extends anything from some tech product to dating to music to showing people music to persuasion in general to product or project organization project management hiring making friends in general there's a lot of things in life that you think that it's the most complex thing you have to figure it out but it's just there's no market fit the product doesn't fit the market and so what we'll do is we'll take what could possibly be an amazing product and we'll bring it to the wrong market and one out of every 10,000 people we actually get to speak to, maybe one of those people ends up liking it. Then we over, at least I did, then I'd overanalyze it and I'd say, what did I do in this sale? That, What was the f- secret? What did I do differently? I'd really go back and analyze and document what did I do. But that was a, that was a short form study. That wasn't a longitudinal study. So there's patterns that you can learn in five years that you can't learn in one because of the nature of the amount of information that can be stored in any moment in time. Meaning in freaking human terms. How do I make this as adaptable to like, again, like a whole market, I guess. I'm doing it right now, see? You can learn things in five years because the amount of things that can happen in five years that you can't learn in one year, it's not about your IQ. If I told you to read a book, I'll give you $500. You'd be like, yeah, I got you. But if I said read that book in one second, it doesn't matter what strategy or information you have. There's not enough data happening in that one second. So that's the importance of longitudinal studies to help you see through the fabric of whatever this life is that we're in, whatever. Just assimilating different variables and things that you can 
pull together to assimilate, strategize. <clears throat> so too often in sales, would I realize that I do have authentic authenticity, but that's in a range. And by a range, I mean sometimes in a, I'm authentically not in a good mood. Sometimes I am authentically in an amazing mood. So it doesn't matter what you say as much, right? When you're doing sales. Hang on with me here. Doesn't matter what you're doing as much. It matters the emotions that you mirror in the other person. And sometimes people need you to have different emotions than they have. Sometimes they're that's what their psyche in some weird way is looking for is an emotion that they're not. But if you want to relate, relate to people on their emotional level. That's the truth. And you know as a person, you have authentically been in a bad mood, in a good mood, etc., etc. And when someone's in a bad mood, it actually is annoying and it puts me in a bad mood. And someone's in a good mood, it's annoying if I'm in a bad mood, but I eventually want to be in that better mood and I go up in moods and that. <clears throat> and so there's such thing as fit, product, market fit. There is such thing. Rather it be a product or the market, or rather it be you and other people, how you get along intellectually and emotionally. Now I went in circles a million times to this data, trying to find the bigger picture of what was going on. And the bigger picture was so much larger than I was capable of seeing. It's so much larger than the box that I had put everything in. And the bigger picture is, begin with the end in mind. If you had everything that you wanted, it's just a thought experiment. If you had everything you wanted, how would you act? And you should act that way. Why? Because... Let me make it in just layman's terms. Just let me do the layman's term just once. You know, just be human for a second. Um, life is too short to spend it having emotional roller coasters over things that you don't even resonate with anyways. So if I'm becoming in a more negative mood to exist in this negative environment, a more positive mood to exist in this. I have to act this way here. I have to act this way here. Why would I, first off, why would I ever change myself to the environment? Because it's a negotiation. It's a negotiation. Our relationship with the universe is, a, is an ongoing negotiation. It's, an, it's the eternal negotiation. That's the way that I see it. It's give and take. It's back and forth. And the only reason I would do that was, I guess, to get something out of the situation. It could just be literally making you feel better. It could be that I'm in front of a customer and being in a super negative bad mood is kind of just not called for. It doesn't make sense. So I, I raise my mood. I do everything I can to literally raise my actual mood. My pretend mood has to come with it a little bit if I'm in a bad mood, but I genuinely try to actually raise my mood. 
And in doing this long enough, there's been times when I had my mood super raised. And people were like, I don't resonate with this. And I was like, damn, that sucks. Because it's awesome to be in a good mood. And then I'd actually be in a bad mood. And then I'd they'd be like, there you go. That's what I wanted. I'm like, yes. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that I genuinely think should not be put in charge of things because they have no idea how the shit actually works. And when you do what they do and you find out that it's easy as hell to do, you'll be like, ah, oh, it made sense the whole time. <clears throat> so there's times when you're in a work environment, particularly, that's a great one, that's, that's a very important one, where people want you to be in a negative mood like they are. So that you guys can get through the day. And they mask it with configuring contracts that can be arbitrarily used to change the emotions of the tribe. Because if you don't control the emotions of a cohort, you don't actually control it. Thoughts come and go. If you can't control the emotions of a group, then you don't actually have control over the group. So there are times when people bring this a little too far, and those are the main contentions that I and I think a lot of other people have with it, is like, hey, we all have the right to look at one another and say, don't piss me the fuck off. (laughs) That's normal. Now, there's obviously negotiations to go from there. We also all have the right to be like, hey... I'm in a great-ass mood. The problem with life comes when people believe that control over your mood is what they're entitled to. If, If, say, I go in, like, a factory place and I'm getting paid to put um, plastic together for hangers... Or whatever, you know, print hangers, however they do do like a factory job like that. Okay. If I do a factory job like that, that's cool. You give me money, I do this. Now if I come in and you're attempting to do what you can to change my mood, and maybe even attempting to use the rules to find ways to trigger a change in my mood, that's going to piss me the fuck off. And you are a coward and a genuinely immoral, unethical weakling that, that it's not like the weakling like, oh, you, it's like you'll be crushed by someone more competent and ethical than you because of your fucking behavior. If you're the type of person who attempts to do that, because everybody has the right to their, to their own mood. And they say, I can't control anything but my mood. That's actually a good realization. I can't control the world. I can just control the way I see it. That's a really good ass realization, actually. Because that also means that no one else can control your mood. And if they attempt to control your mood, then you know that that's incorrect, which is good because you don't have to go through that suffering now. See that unnecessary suffering when you really know that. I think we all discover this in one way or another. But I really discovered that again in business and sales. Communication. That's when I really discovered that. And so now taking everything I'm doing, getting tech stuff down so I can go just hard on tech. 
having interviews with different companies and stuff is cool. And I just line it up. I line it up. I line it up. And then when I have these interviews, I'm like, I'll give you one example. And I feel there's, again, I'm switching up the target audience. This target audience is people who make a lot of money who are going to agree with what I'm saying. And there's people who are in the mid-range or don't make that much at all who think that this makes no sense. And then there's people all the way at the bottom who are like, yeah, you're right. But I promise you this is coming from, in my, in my feeling at the least, a higher, a higher explanation of the issue. Uh, so I had an interview and one of the people, homie, was like, why are you dressed casually for a interview? And it was a weird question because I have spoken to so many CEOs, whether it be video or on the phone or other business people around the world who I've made money with all of these people. And if we're going to talk about weird things like an hourly wage, an hourly wage that a company could never offer me, that's a wage I'd have to make. A company could never offer me the wage that I can make myself. That's that's never going to happen. That's not how shit works anyways. If I go get the deal and then do the work, yada, 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 right? So it was such a weird question to me because it's been such a long period of time since the people that I have progressed with in life have been focused on things like what you wear. And I understand that it's a fault of mine. Again, wrong market, wrong thought, and the wrong market. Period. But it was revealing to me about, again, the dynamics of how the, our, I guess, reality and relationship with the world tends to lay itself out. <clears throat> Which is, we had a person who didn't seem to be in particularly a very awesome mood. Didn't seem necessarily... Didn't seem necessarily in a bad mood, but, you know, seemed focused, very focused person. I said, okay, perfect. And I just see it as if I meet the CEO, I'm pulling up casually. I'm pulling up in, I'm pulling up casually, period. And a lot of, I feel like the people who don't understand that are just, either all the way at the bottom of things or all the way at the top of things because I can hear like people yeah fuck that don't let but it's not like that it's not necessary rebellion it's not rebellion it's I don't agree to your terms and conditions that make no sense that's not rebellion because you are not in control of the way that I negotiate therefore rebel is not the right word because you you're not anybody's boss in the room can you point to who you who you're the boss of because it's just me and you in the room and it's not me so it's like no i just don't i've never entered a contract where you were in control of you know i thought we were here to decide if it was going to be a good relationship i didn't think that you thought that you developed control over me because I decided that we should partner together to make money. So either A, that's the only way that that system can work and it's a good system. Maybe there's a third option. I don't know. 
that's the x variable and then we have b which is maybe a bunch of fucking people who have no idea what they're doing in any way shape or form are continuously put into positions because their lack of understanding of the subject also leads to a lack of awareness of their non-understanding of the subject which leads to confidence that puts them in positions that they're not equipped for and i'm pretty sure there's a theory about that so yeah there was a part of me that was like wrong target audience wrong place wrong time wrong chess move a part of me wanted to say we're all just casually if you want to play that card let me play the next card wait do you think that you're dressed in a in a business because you're wearing a fleece do you think that so what is that business casual what is business casual code name for don't dress naked so business casual my boy this is business casual i casually do business dress like this all the time and furthermore you're not dressed necessarily neat and i'm not necessarily sure that you know, this girl looks great, but I'm not necessarily sure that either of you are dressed in business attire. And in my world of business, which you've self-admitted that I come from, that's not business attire. So whoever's telling you it's business attire, you need to speak to them because that's incorrect. <laughs> like, that's the way I feel about that situation. It, it's just, it's a little bit annoying, but it's also like, Attempting to stay above that because wrong chess move, wrong target audience, wrong place, wrong time. Because I know for a fact that if I spoke to the CEO the way that I spoke to them today and they had the communication skills to listen, which is the funniest part, is that people don't have the skills to listen. That's where we all lack. It's not speaking. Great salespeople are listeners. That's why they're good at speaking. They're not crafty, they just know what to say because they listened. It's not necessarily a tactic. It's basic communication. So if I went to the CEO and I spoke, you know what he would do? He would listen. And because he's a good listener, that's why he's a CEO. He understands how to assimilate resources and to enumerate his options, which gives him the ability to do strategies that have a lower failure rate than most people do. So simple. So if I spoke with him, he'd be like, this person is in the type of mental state where he knows he knows what he's talking about. He enjoys doing what he's doing so much that he enjoys it more than money. And he's not necessarily concerned with my bullshit at all. He wants to get to work because that's who he is. And he's and it's interesting. And since it's interesting to him like it's he's interested in it without me having to make him interested in it aka that's a person who is who they say they are therefore if he says that i'll do this he's gonna do it which means all the negotiating we need to do doesn't really need to happen because having a low failure rate strategy because i've seen and listened to the universe is a rare and valuable thing and that is the absolute truth. Something with a low failure rate is rare and valuable because most of our thoughts, strategies, actions all lead to an unoptimized result. And 
failure rate is high in reality. We all pass away one day. Failure rate's pretty damn high. There's many ways to fail. So if you can find something that doesn't do that, that's what you invest in. You don't invest in the fact that they wore a shirt when you don't even understand business attire to begin with. No, it's not like an animosity thing. Obviously, it's... um. I might work with them. There might be a trainer. It would be cool. Might not talk to the person ever again. Who knows? But again, this is just so you target audience. Now, how do I think about the situation? Here's how I think about it. Depending on the way they act, I'm not so sure that I want to work with these people anyways. And why do I say that? Because I wanted what I wanted out of it. And then they added more variables onto the table variables like um, corporation over critical thinking and don't sit here and tell me that they're oh that's how everything works no it's not look at the boring company look at SpaceX look at Tesla you're not going to sit here and tell me that every company in the world is built off everything except for evolution because there are tons of companies that are the biggest companies on the fucking planet And all those companies are based on creativity, bringing things forward, and critical thought. They're not based on... Yeah. And so I don't ever want to ruin it by saying this for myself, but, you know, places like Space... Like Tesla, those places don't drug test. Uh, Starlink, they don't drug test... Because they don't feel the need to impose unnecessary information about you that has nothing to do with the reason that you met today. They feel no need to do this. And so the higher up you go, the more the person is concerned with the goal, the less the person is concerned with anything other than the goal. So for a long time, I've tried to sell cable door-to-door to to, uh, a city with a high murder rate, heroin rate, and prostitution rate, and it didn't go very well. And I still still did it. I I made cash. I didn't make a fortune. 100% did nowhere scrape the definition of one-fourth of what that word means, or words lower than it, (laughs) but... I did it. And then I sold B2B and then the B2B sale closed immediately. And I said, what the fuck? And then went to the next deal and it closed immediately. And I said, what the fuck? And so I learned the higher up that you go, the easier it is to sell. What I mean by higher up, I come from a place where people think that it's funny, cute, and admirable to kill people. I don't think that's funny, cute, or admirable. I've also been in places where people focus on building a better reality for them and all of the people around them as a an infinite focus. I think that's pretty cool. So my estimation, I'm not trying to overly box things in because their variables are always moving. But at the, at the moment, in the present time, what it seems to be is that the higher up you go, more things make sense, the easier they are, the more that I feel congruent, and the more that things work out in the long term. 
So long term, if I don't get along or enjoy something or something strikes me as odd about a company and the way that they they kind of like have their procedures, then I'm I'm really not interested in necessarily moving forward with that company. And I could, and there were times in my life when I would, and I've walked all those paths to the end of the path and seen what was under the path several times, and I don't like it. And I don't think you or anybody else necessarily likes that. I don't know if there is a solution, because my belief that everybody wants to be, like, saved to a better state is false, because not everybody's a victim. I'm certainly no savior. And people want what they want, and sometimes they want things to be worse, so my conquest to do anything about that is only going to help the people who want something done about it, and nobody else. But I do believe that you should stay on a higher level as much as you can. You should optimize your brain to compute morality and an ethical procedure that involves you and other people. And you make optimal decisions. You make optimal decisions. Because your brain is focused on things that... Your brain is focused on values that only make you want to be around values and other people who share those values. And if those are really high values and they're really your guys' values, things are great. And uh, I don't need some fucking scientist's link or source or opinion on that. I'm not living in the collective neurosis that mankind creates to guide them. It's in it's to guide us. It's not to replace personal responsibility or personal thought. And so regardless what the world's collective decision is that I also use to guide my decisions, I find that personally being the type of person who does stay or attempts to stay on a higher emotional wave, we'll say, like not a need, not a neurotic hedonism, but a higher emotional wave who attempts to do so, that the thought of doing anything else is absolutely ridiculous, horseshit, and hilarious to me. So you're telling me that y'all are in a bad mood? all the time and y'all want me to come here but then when y'all speak to the customers y'all tell us that the secret is being in a good mood because they don't want anyone to be in a bad mood but y'all don't apply that to your real life that's just like your key to get everyone through doing this thing so basically everything you're doing is out of exhaustion like you have to kick your arms and legs as hard as you can to make it work that's lack of skill That's the definition of lack of skill. Lack of efficiency. Shouldn't have to blow up in order to send an email. Press the fucking button. And so when I'm in a bad mood, I'm not going to sit here and respond to criticism of stupid people who think they're smart or my own thoughts on the subject of like, well, you're just saying the spiritual stuff. Why are you in a bad mood? You know what I'm saying? Like, I shoot for a good mood. Period. 
If I'm not in a good mood, it's also period. There's no, like, conclusions, you know? It's just fucking life. And so, yeah, I'd rather work around intelligent people who are wise and in a great mood than make money. And every time I focus on making money, I ended up around a bunch of dumbasses who were controlled by somebody who paid them to try to control a bunch of other dumbasses. Sorry to tell you. No, some people don't believe in human nature. They believe in fucking sources, and that's about it. Human nature is real. Even in the tech field, they say human beings are the biggest failure point. So you go ahead and make a system and put a bunch of people who don't know what the fuck they're doing in any way, shape, or form. Maybe the system will still work, but it won't be optimized. It'll go terrible. And why would you purposely get less results than you could actually get? What a clown. That's how people end up not making money. You don't purposely, right? You don't purposely get less results than you could get with less work because you're smart. You do it because you're dumb, arrogant, and don't see the value in what actually works. And the transfer would make your life easier. So we're going to do it, right? But you do have these organizations who don't think like that. Everything I just said makes sense. To them, it doesn't. They're like, I'm not here to make money. I'm in a bad mood. I've been in a bad mood for 17 years. Stop smiling. You're at work. And it's like, listen, motherfucker, I know you have this whole philosophy in your head, and I completely understand that, but I don't care. <laughs> like, in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm good on whatever it is you're thinking. I don't care. I'm not I'm not signing that contract. And so it's funny that in the world making decisions on your own behalf is seen as rebellion by people who are taught life is about controlling other people. Life is about leading people and control may be a portion of that, but it's nowhere close to the definition of what leading people is supposed to be. Leading people is the development and nurturing of the people around you. The development, yes, and the nurturing of people around you. That's what leading people is. Now, controlling people for the sake of control out of some form of long-term emotional reaction is not intelligent or wise. Yet, that's what most businesses are. Incorrect systems mixed with a series of people who are on emotional roller coasters for years of their life. And wherever they are, there they go. And then those people will make you an offer. And it's like, everyone on the planet will make you an offer. A crackhead will be like, yo, I'll suck your dick for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has an offer for you. You got somewhat, you, you, you got guys that'll be like, yo, I'll give you 10000 to to touch your butt. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to stay like PC with that stuff. But you know what I'm saying? Like there are. Everyone has offer, great or bad or good or everything in between. It's... Bro, there's a lot of different offers out there. That's all I'm saying. You shouldn't take every offer. You shouldn't take every offer. So life is a big-ass negotiation. You really have to decide what you're going to negotiate on and what you're willing to give for it. And that's the second part, which is the ironic part. Nobody understands what you're willing to give for it. They forget that part of the negotiation. 
so they go and they try to find the secret and then then they're like wow i went through a lot and the secret wasn't even that good and it's like well you were willing to pay all this extra price you know to begin with so it's a negotiation it's a legitimate negotiation i want healthy responsibilities i want to be good at my healthy responsibilities and i'm willing to give my heart and my soul to my health others health and our responsibilities there's not a lot to do in this game of life while you're here. I found one of the games that stabilizes you really well and keeps you mentally awake. And I I think no one can create a bad side of that. And you know what that is? Focusing on that energy state. Focusing on your mood. Not focusing on it even. That's not even a good way to put it. Being aware of it. There's more things to life than how you feel. Um, why would you be aware of it? Especially like, you know, us as men, why would that matter? Well, because women still have emotions. I don't know. Have it that way if you want it. Or let's just say everybody has emotions and those emotions still affect the environment. Rather you focus on them is a different thing. But if they're a variable that affects the environment it is a whole other thing in every environment. And there's no case that can be made against that that won't be broken down in a few responses. And so now what I do is I try to, rather I'm sleeping in a car or sleeping in a mansion, I try to say, what do I want and what am I willing to give and what is it really worth? And then I went around and with that mindset negotiated for years. And I find that there are deals like... I'll walk around for 80 hours a week and try to sell things to people who definitely don't want it for $200 a close. That's a bad deal, but I took it and I did it and I had the responsibility and you know what? I really did it. I really took the responsibility onto myself to do that and I have yet to meet another person who actually I've met one, one person <laughs> I've yet to meet another person who took sales as seriously as I did in their life. Now, there are possibly people out there. I said I have yet to meet. Dan Penna, I would say, is one of them. Grant Cardone, I would say, is one of them. Jordan Belfort, maybe. But I have yet to meet somebody in person who's, who's took it to that degree. So I took on the responsibility and then I took a bad deal and I gave too much and I got too little back. And so after doing this, I'm exhausted and I'm to the point in life where I'm like, I, I realize what's going to happen at the end. At the end of life, it's going to be that poem. Uh, you know, I basically begged for life. I want this. And then I got what I wanted. I had to do the work. And I was like, damn, this isn't what I wanted. But I didn't know that life would give me whatever I want. I just had to make that negotiation and go pay the price. And then beyond that, I didn't know that on top of just the dynamics of life, there's such thing as a fucking better deal. And there's such thing as a worse deal. And I also didn't know how much the energy level of everybody involved in it affects not only the effort, but what you get out of it. 
So now I know if I'm not in a room full of people that are extremely creative, people that are business savvy, people that are solutions oriented, people that are wise, people that are hopefully a lot smarter than me, people who can help the people around them, and people who are focused on the outcome and not the semantics, that one in particular. If I'm not in that room of people, I'm in the wrong fucking room. And I know I'm in the wrong room. And every person has their opinion on who I am because I said that. But let me start you at the top. The people who know what they're doing in life absolutely resonate with the fuck what I just said. They absolutely do. And to be honest, I'm not saying I'm there. I'm saying the higher up you go, the more people resonate with what the fuck I'm saying. Go watch. Just go Google entrepreneur vlog and watch their life and watch what they do and watch the way that they see things. It's called marketing. Know your target audience, right? Right? Like straight up. If that's your target audience, understand them. And the only thing I understand is that we're extremely similar. Entrepreneurs are creative people. Entrepreneurs prefer progress and the truth over what is trending. That's why you have companies like Apple. Well, <laughs> we won't say too much about that, you know, whatever, all my cybersecurity people out there. But as far as Apple goes, that's what I mean is they're always focused on solutions finding the next level of things, etc., etc. And so what I'm willing to give and what I'm willing to get, you know, you make the decision. What I'm willing to give is my truest self and my skills all the time and develop more skills. Right now, in particular, I don't know how much I should say because, you know, one of these companies hears this, eh, I'll get my own customers. I don't really need another fucking company. But I'll take 60K a year to jump into a stepping stone thing to make six figures the next year and then to develop the next few years strategizing to gain my own customers or moving. I'm fine moving to a gigantic company and helping them grow as a company. Because it's my own company or a company with aggressive goals. I'm not really trying to do some shit in the middle. I'm 27. I'm trying to live the fuck out of life. It's not about, dude, it's about the, 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 the knowing, the awareness, like, wow, I went hard. Like, I really did it. I cannot look back and regret. I fucking went hard. (laughs) Yo, that is inspiring as fuck. My life was filled with gratitude every fucking moment of my life holy shit that's almost impossible how did it even happen I don't know what a miracle life has been and it surprises me more and more every single day so I have the the capability of feeling like that I also have the capability of being like fuck god damn it <laughs> I'm a, I'm a full person 
weirdly enough, like everybody's a full person. And um, I really want to make more of the fullness of the experience. It's, I don't know, maybe it's just a random hobby. I want to make the fullness of life fuller. Like I, I want, I don't want to say the definition, but almost like, or the, the the resolution, the ability to see, the ability to be here while I'm here. I want to be as here as I can be. I want to be fucking destroyed. I want to be saved. I want to be redeemed. I want to be fallen and returned again. Like, you know what I mean? I really, I don't even know why it is. There's no logical answer. I wish I could give you a logical answer, but at the same time, I don't because it feels great to be in it and not deduce myself to that. It's not a philosophy. It's It just is how I feel. Being here as here as I can be, regardless how that's analyzed from an outside perspective, from an inside perspective, doesn't have a reason or a neurotic thought to go along with it. So yeah, I want to be as here as fucking possible. I want to be as here, like, unclothed, full skin, fucking present in the moment. You know what I mean? Fully exposed to the cold and the wilderness. Like, I want to be here as here as I can be here. So if I talk to person A, B, C, D, E, F, I'm like... What will make me as here as possible? What can I be congruent with as humanly possible? That's like so high on my priorities. It didn't used to be. I'm like, yeah, I'll be a dancing clown for some cash. Yeah, I'll be a, I'll fucking put myself in danger for some cat. Now I'm like, no, 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 no. I've paid out enough to the universe. And what I got back was negotiating the dynamics. And the dynamics have taught me better optimized solutions. And one of those biggest optimized solutions is feeling great and being around people and helping them feel great and getting through problems and having times where we do have problems and making it through. Those things are great. And if anything gives me the slightest sign that that's going to be stifled, I'm not interested. I'm not going to change my body language, my tone of voice. I'm not going to say sorry when I stutter on a word, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, you know, all these things that we wrestle with in life, I'm not going to change the way I act, look, or stay. I've I've done so many different strategies to try to negotiate with the world, and let me tell you what. The ultimate one is I don't need anything from you. You don't need shit from me. I'm awesome, and you're awesome. And if you need a reminder of that, then I'll be here to remind you that. But I don't need anything from you. And you don't need anything from me. Now, literally, if you're like, hey, I need some sugar. (laughs) You know, I'm baking a cake. That's different. That's like life. But I'm saying, you know, we really don't need to be here. We've decided. It's a conscious that we're not trapped. We're not in a chamber. You know, we've decided to do this. Luckily enough, we're not in a prison cell. It's a business environment, luckily enough. And shit can get out of hand, but ultimately at the end of the day, if I don't think that things are going to be progressing 
then it's a waste of my time. And I think every day, how many great-ass employee entrepreneurs don't end up working with a company because the people they're putting in place to recruit them make people like me not like the company? Because there's a long period of time where I said, you know what, I'm wrong, let me listen, let me do what everybody thinks makes sense, you're right, I don't know what I'm talking about, and that's just how, th- that's just how things work, yeah, I'm not that type of person, man, I got hired into tech where shit doesn't work, you get what I'm saying, I'm a solutions provider, I am not a fucking, a, 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 a contract relier, I'm a solutions provider, not a rule list supplier. You know what I'm saying? I'm a solutions provider. Because the solution is awesome. It's because you're at the peak of the neurosis of humanity. You're standing on the edge. People are like, I have a problem. And you're like, no, you don't. There's no such thing as a problem. You're trying to create a rocket. There's no such thing as a problem in trying to create a rocket. Because nothing actually affects you if it doesn't go to space. You're trying to build a rocket. You don't have a problem. You have extreme inspiration flowing through you. You have a path that we're all here to help follow. So we frame it as a problem so that we can communicate. But to be honest, nobody has a problem. So when you're there, you're at the peak of human neurosis. You're at the peak of human neurosis where people think they have problems that need to be solved. And you really get to see what makes people tick when you're on the other side of that carrot that they're chasing around. And eventually you start wondering, what carrots am I chasing around? And when there's nothing left, you find that the freest option is, we're doing this because we want to do it. So I'll be damned if I hang out with a company that I don't like or pretend to like a customer that I don't and I like a, I'm I like a lot of people so like you know what I mean I'm not like a yeah I'm a hard ass person but I'm not like a um I give people the benefit of the doubt like a lot and I I'm not just saying that to like paint a picture of myself it's evident as fuck if you've ever met me um so yeah if you can get me to be like this is not for me then that shit ain't for me and so I feel good. I feel great. I feel gratitude. I don't feel the need to problem solve. I don't feel that. Listen, if I'm sitting here in my room drinking a water bottle talking and then you listen to this and you're like, why doesn't he? I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm y'all can make the content. That's the way I see things now. Why would I make the content? Y'all can make the content. I'll just exist. How about that? That sound about right. So that's what I'm saying. When I go to interview or something, I'm like, yo, y'all say do what I'm here to get the job done. Clearly, y'all haven't met the type of person who doesn't need to talk that long in order to get something done. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're getting stuff done, that's not this. That's easy. You know, let me now accepting the weirdest corks of your personality. Like who like all these things are very difficult. In my estimation, shit, it is for me. It isn't all the time, by the way, because I feel great. I'm just saying sometimes. And I find that other people also experience the same thing. And so I'm not going to deny the dynamics of humanity. 
ever. So yeah, that's how I felt. That's I got all of that out of going to this fucking little. They're like, so why? I'm like, dude, we're on a conference call from two different states, and y'all are both not dressed in any way, shape, or form in business. And they might hit me up and be like, hey, well, they probably will hit me up, and because they get paid to recruit. So, but you know, at the end of the day, what I think is actually going to end up happening is, um, I I just don't think I'm going to fuck with it. Like, there's a small part of me that's like, yeah, and then I'm I'm going to not, I don't know. No, I can't do that. That's not ever helpful. So, yeah. This is where I'm at with business and life now. I just want you to deeply understand there's a point where I thought, like, you got to take what you can get. Like, take the contract, take the sale, call who you... No. That's all bullshit. Grant Cardone knows this, and uh, Jordan Belfort doesn't. I think the difference between Belfort and Cardone is Belfort is willing... He doesn't see the issue in changing states. And maybe I'm wrong, too, in reading it wrong. He doesn't see the issue in changing who you are at an extreme objectified level to get what you want. So I'm not saying it's necessarily unethical. I'm saying he doesn't see what's unethical about it. And some people do see what's unethical about it. And what I believe is unethical about changing any, anything in any way, shape or form or whatever. And maybe Jordan doesn't do that. Maybe that's who he is naturally. Give him the benefit of the doubt. But, like, yo, if I don't like your shoes, I'm not working here. You get what I'm saying? Like, not I'm not being judgmental. It's just a random example. It's a random fucking example. Whereas, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. What are you going to give? What are you going to get? And what is that worth to you? There's nothing worth more to me than my gratitude. And if you believe there is for you, then you don't understand yourself at all or what gratitude even means. Gratitude is the feeling after you get the thing. So imagine if you had the feeling all the time. There's nothing to me more important than my own gratitude. So if I have to compromise that too much, it's a problem. This is coming from someone who's going to join the military. My mind has to compute the way forward regardless. And the way that I see the way forward is I just have a willingness to see th- see all this stuff and draw a conclusion. And so, yeah. Um, what I thought is I would fake my state until I was safe. And what ended up happening was my inability to focus on my state made me unsafe. (laughs) So, when I say I would sleep in a car if it meant focusing on my state of personhood and gratitude and...
the way that I've decided to live, then I really mean that. So y'all catch me in the next few years, anything from building million dollar businesses to building tech businesses with other companies in various forms from the bottom up to being homeless. And I'm well aware of that and I don't feel anything about that because life has already been too short and I now know the way that I'd like to optimize and configure my experience. So now I know not what is valuable or isn't valuable, but what I value. The definition of value, not just what I believe or like what I, what I, not just what I believe, but the beliefs that I value that guide who I am. And so that value is you guys can sit in hell together and talk about how life is hell and make your life a living fucking hell. I'm so unconcerned with that. That is fine. You do you. Don't cause me problems. Now, if anybody would like to go to a better place than that, and stay there or get kicked the fuck out if you become a problem, then let's go there. And if you want to make a negotiation that changes that for me, the answer is no. So I'm not standing on this planet asking for anybody's advice. There's been tons of people who've given me advice in life that's helped me. There have been tons of times that I've needed the advice and took it in and it helped a lot. Or at least that's how I felt at the time. I felt I had a problem and I needed a solution. Which again is neurotic. There's been times when people have genuinely helped me through things. But I'm not necessarily asking for advice. I'm not asking. I'm making deals with people. I'm not asking. You never ask the person you're making a deal with. What they think you should do. Maybe that would be an interesting thing. I'll try it. But you're never like, huh, okay. And they're like, what do you think? I'm like, you make the decision for me. I don't know. (laughs) Like, yo. I don't take advice from people I'm negotiating with. I may be on some high energy level shit, but I'm not naive. I'm not taking advice from people that I'm negotiating with. And the world is one big-ass negotiation. So you need to decide your values. Or else you'll just go in a circle. I sure did. Which is fine. Because the circle led me here. That's fucking awesome. So, yeah. Instead of trying to go to markets that don't fit your values and product, go find the ones that do. If you find that, well, they don't exist. No, they do exist. You're looking in the wrong places. Keep going. I've seen it. Everyone else has too. The universe isn't hiding from you. You're just not going and finding the berries in the woods. They're not hiding from you. You just haven't found them. That's not the same thing. So like everything else in life, I'll talk to 100 people. 90 of them won't vibe with it. 10 people give me a six-figure job. Do you really think I give a fuck? 
about the 90 people who didn't when the 10 people give me a six-figure job. I don't remember 90 names of people that I never did anything with. I don't remember 90 eyelashes, eyeballs, or faces of, of people that I never accomplished anything with or helped in any way, shape, or form, or they helped me, or we even had any deeper interactions, or, like, I, I, I'd love to say I do, I just don't, I just don't, so if you're feeling that, just know that too, you're not going to remember every time, imagine how many times in life you failed until you won, you don't even remember the failure, you only remember the winning, yeah, you remember practice, but you don't remember it as intimately as you remember winning the fucking game, you definitely remember winning the game more. And so that's what I'm saying focus on. And then above all those things, my negotiation is that I'm genuinely grateful for life and genuinely need nobody's help. The thing that makes me happiest in life is knowing that I have leverage because I can get customers. I know that. That's... And I love that, by the way. I don't just know it. I actually love that as my favorite trait. I go to companies and I say, well, I get customers. They're like, yeah, I don't know what that's worth or whatever. But yeah, we want you to do this. And I'm just like, goddamn, wrong target audience. Yeah, but I'm not about to go to a target audience I don't enjoy and then become that target audience. I'm good. I'm good. Don't ever make that mistake. Don't ever make that mistake. I made it a million times, not worth it. So there's a, there's a real vent, I guess, I, or just creative rant from the field. My goal in this podcast is to show y'all authenticity in the field. I do not want to show you Mr. Angelo Teach, what, fuck out of here with that shit No, I'm trying to show you uh, You need to see what a real person in the field looks like Enough of this woo-woo fucking bullshit You need to hear another human being People under us You need to hear another human being say Son of a bitch, there's bad days And son of a bitch, there's good days And you need to hear what it's like when that happens you need to know reality for reality. And this is the most real time that I can get you for what that's like. So there's people that again... And then there's people who are like... They'll listen to this time and time again and be like... Ah, I was thinking the same thing or I felt the same way. Or holy shit, I was there. Or holy shit, I'm watching myself become like that too. Or holy shit, I'm having those same issues. Or holy shit... I view the issue the same way. Or holy shit. I too stutter when I say a word that doesn't matter. I don't have a stuttering issue. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. So This is some real spill. In the field. Actual me. Actual me. Is the real me. And uh, I'm not go- negotiating with y'all for a plea deal. <laughs> like... This is the American Entrepreneur Podcast. Take this to have a frame of reality with a lower failure rate so that you can see, succeed in all your goals. 
in an optimized way. American Entrepreneur Podcast. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I hope this helps you. Goodbye.